And welcome back to the Power of Prayer Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. I'm Dave Savage, the Programming and Production Manager here at The Quest. And this hour in the studio, uh, we've got all sorts of Grebners in here, don't we? Uh, we've got, let me get your mics on here. Uh, we've got uh, Jeff and Jamie Grebner. Hello. Uh, hi there. And uh, then we also have Gary and Jennifer. Hello. Good Hello. afternoon. Yes. Uh, but first of all, before we get, we're, we're going to speak to each of you in just a little bit here. Uh, we always like to start each hour off with a prayer. And on the line right now, uh, we have Lucas Barquin of uh, Blessed Trinity School. Did I pronounce your name right, Bar- Barquin? Yes, sir. Barquin. All right. <laughs> and and so you're at Blessed Trinity. What uh, What grade are you in? Uh, I'm a senior at Blessed Trinity. Oh, awesome, awesome. So what are your plans in the fall? Are you, are you going to be going to college? or? Yep, I'm uh, 99% sure um, going to Georgia Tech. Awesome. That is excellent. So, yeah, we're very pleased with that. And uh, if I could uh, get you to kick off this hour with a prayer for the pledge drive, please. Awesome, yes. My prayer is the litany of humility. And um, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and I unnoticed. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may become holier than I provided that I become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beautiful, Lucas. Thank you very much for that. No problem. Okay, great. And uh, good luck in school this fall, and uh, we appreciate your time. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yep, take care now. So, uh, and real quick, I just want to mention that uh, uh, you can call in your pledge or donation at 470-508-1160. You can do it on thequestatlanta.com, or if you don't have the app on your phone, get the app on your phone. You can donate there, too, and you can listen to all sorts of uh, programming that the Quest has. 
Um, and also, real quick, I, I just want to mention that we were off. Uh, we took a little break from one o'clock to three o'clock, and uh, we had a bunch of donations come in uh, at that time. But I just want to real quick mention uh, Alice from Alpharetta, uh, 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 Gary from Roswell, and then Laura from Ackworth. So uh, uh, thank you all for donating. And and uh, right now I'm going to pass it over to Jeff. All right, well, welcome again. My name is Jeff Grebner. I'm here with my wife, Jamie Grebner. Welcome to AM 1160 for the 3 o'clock Divine Mercy Hour uh, of the Spring Pledge Drive at the Quest. Uh, we're super excited to be back. If you guys remember, we were here, we were invited here uh, a whole year ago, and, and we spoke on adoration. Uh, and this year, we're excited to, to be back and speak on the power of prayer. And uh, there's, you know, we had no better person uh, than to give his testimony today than my brother Gary and his wife Jennifer on how powerful your prayers can be. So first and foremost, we're here to uh, raise money for the Quest. Um, and, and the Quest is a platform, of course, to get these prayers out uh, that we can pray together and have that intercessory prayer. So the Quest does amazing and, and great things. So, so please be generous during this hour. Um, but again, um, I just want to introduce uh, my brother, Gary. Um, uh, the doctor said he is a walking miracle. So, um, Gary, just um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you, Jeffrey. Um, my name is Gary Grabner, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Jennifer Scolanti Grabner. Uh, we've been married almost 10 years. Uh, she's eagerly awaiting the next upgrade to her engagement ring. And uh, uh, we have one daughter at Holy Redeemer in fourth grade, Caitlin. Uh, I went to uh, graduate from St. Jude, went to St. Pius, um, and then got my MBA at Notre Dame. So if Lucas, you, the Georgia Tech thing doesn't work out, I'm sure there's a little <laughs> school in Northern Indiana that you would probably fit in very well at. And something unique about so so I'm, uh, Gary and I are. Uh, our, our, our brothers, obviously, but we're, uh, I, I'm the youngest of the, of the four boys, and Gary is the oldest of the four boys. Uh, we're eight years apart, and uh, we'd be remiss, of course, not to wish our, our brother Randy a happy birthday. So happy birthday, Randy, uh, March 15th, the Ides of March. Happy birthday, Randy. Um, call in if you're listening and, and, and donate, please. <laughs> <laughs> and um, actually, a little bit about us as, as well. Um, we, uh, we go to St. Francis de Sales. Uh, we have seven children at home. We're expecting our eighth. And, we, uh, and our, our children go to Regina Chaley Academy, a hybrid homeschool. Um, and actually, uh, I, I as well went to St. Jude and St. Pius. And Gary and I actually got our MBA together at Notre Dame. And so we were there for two years together. Um, he came a little bit later, and I, I got it right after graduation. So we were there, we were there together at, uh, at Notre Dame. So... Well, I think we'll just jump right into the story and, uh, and get going with uh, the power of, of prayer here. So uh, a little background of the story. Gary grew up. He was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when he was 8 years old. Um, and so he's had a, uh, you know, he's pretty familiar with, um, you know, with, with going through life and, a, um, and making, sacrifice, making sacrifices through life and, and health always being a concern and always being, being an issue. Um, fast forward to July 26th of 2021, so last summer when uh, COVID Delta was was uh, rampant throughout the United States, um, Gary was contracted with with COVID. Well, I'll go ahead and, and pass it over to you, Gary. 
Well, prior to that, I had been uh, vaccinated for COVID. And if you all remember, uh, the the time was uh, the vaccines were new and there was some talk about people who have been vaccinated uh, getting COVID again. And I was one of those lucky people to get COVID, even though I was uh, fully vaccinated. Um, that weekend, uh, the previous weekend, um, I had a fever on Saturday. It broke. Thank you, Robitussin. Uh, and then Sunday, I got it back, but it broke again. And I just really wasn't feeling very well. Uh, I ended up going getting a COVID test, and it came back positive. And my wife said, that's wrong. You've been vaccinated. You don't have it. So go get tested again. So I went and got tested again. And second and third time, yes, I did have COVID. Uh, they said, just, you know, you're not too bad now. Uh, go back home, rest, and and um, just just heal up. And if it gets much worse, go to the hospital. They'll give you a breathing treatment or something. And on January, that Monday, January 26th. July. July. July, not January. Um, on July 26th, I woke up. Uh, my wife, she works as a project manager and um, had a project in Europe, so she's, she's usually up really early. Uh, had finished working and came up and looked at me and, well, hun, why don't you tell what you saw? Sure. So, unfortunately, Gary's lips were white and his fingertips were all purple. Um, I knew something was wrong. And I tested his blood oxygen and it was in the 80s. And at the same time, um, being a diabetic, uh, I always look for that. And his blood sugar was severely low. So, in order to transport him to the hospital, I had to sugar him up um, and finally got him uh, in the car and uh, on the way uh, to the car, I stopped and um, those of you who know me know I'm not the strongest of Catholics, but I've always believed in prayer. So, I put on Facebook to my friends and um, my church friends, please pray for Gary. Um, we're heading to the hospital. And that was it. Um, and fast forward, I think. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey, right around the same time, uh, I, I got a call from my dad and, and he said, hey, Jeffrey, would you mind? Would you mind? This is pretty important. Would you mind praying for Gary? He's, he's on his way to the hospital right now. Um, and I, I didn't even know he was sick, to be honest with you. I was like, what in the world? Why is he going to the hospital? But, um, but I said, of course, absolutely. We're going to pray, and this kind of, kind of, we're going to pray, and this is the kind of the start of our uh, story here in terms of the power of prayer. And I told my wife, and uh, and Jamie and the kids were. I was on my way to work. Jamie and the kids. Um, we were on the way to uh, mass, and I told the kids right before mass, everyone pray for Uncle Gary. Bear. We call him Uncle Gary. Bear. Um, <clears throat> Uncle Gary, and he's he's heading to the hospital. Make sure you offer your mass up for him. So we all went in. And, we're praying for him already. And so right away, he got pretty much the most powerful form of prayer uh, is the sacrifice of the Mass um, uh, right away from us. And then, uh, and then Jennifer, you, when you got to the hospital, uh, then what happened? Yeah, so um, I dropped Gary off because he was COVID positive. They wouldn't allow us to go in. And I had Caitlin with me. So we just uh, drove around and... 
we were waiting for a phone call and they told us that we needed um, to be patient. And then 30 minutes later, they called us and said that Gary wasn't responding to the oxygen that they had put him on and that when they got him into the room, his blood oxygen had been down at 52%, which um, is dramatically, scarily um, low. And they said, we're going to try 30 more minutes and um, we'll let you know. So um, we waited and they called us right back and said, we're going to have to intubate him and um, put him in a medically induced coma. And after about 32 more minutes, they called me and said that I needed to contact a priest and that um, they did not think Gary was going to live. And so um, I asked for more prayers um, and I headed to the hospital and I begged them to let me in. And um, I, the power of prayer was already working. And when I got into the hospital... Uh, a, a kind, kind woman came out and she introduced herself and she said, I go to church with Jeffrey and Jamie and I know your family. And she was like, I'm going to help you as much as I can. And she took Caitlin to a private room and uh, she called the chaplain at Northside Forsyth and they, another lady came out and she walked me back and I got to pray and scream and beg and do all those things that a crazy wife seeing her husband attached to lots of stuff um, would say and do. And um, so... Yeah, and at this point, I know that um, we were all praying and Jeffrey, at this point when Jennifer's going in to pray over her husband and she's being told that he, he probably won't make it, Jeffrey gets a phone call from his dad saying, we need a priest. And so it went, you know, from right before Mass that we need to pray for Gary who's going to the hospital to right after Mass, hearing that we need a priest as soon as possible because he might not make it. And, um, you know, I I knew that um, we needed to get a priest there to get him in to give Gary the sacrament. So we started making phone calls and reaching out to lots of different people. And the nurse that... Uh, Jennifer's talking about that she met her name's Nicole and are like Jennifer said already prayer, our, the prayers were at work because Nicole knew our family the day before her fiance TJ now husband was over at our house with their friends and um, and we had only met Nicole a few times at this point but we were talking to TJ and saying oh where does your where does your fiance work and um and, you know, when Gary was sent to the hospital, we found out that the same hospital that Nicole worked at. And and so I reached out to um, the group of friends that were at our house the day before and said, does anyone know if Nicole's there at the hospital? Well, it turns out I got a text back not too much longer from Nicole to the group of friends saying, I'm here, guys. I'm with him, which was just amazing to know that there was a very prayerful Catholic there watching out for Gary and Jennifer and Caitlin. And um, at this point, um, we needed to reach out and find a priest as soon as possible. So right away, I started calling basically all the uh, all the priests that are in my phone book. Um, 
I, I called the Legionaries of Christ, um, and as soon as I did, I wasn't able to get a hold of anyone, uh, but as soon as I made that phone call, the email went out to all the Radium Christian members in Atlanta, please pray for Gary Grebner. Um, we reached out, I think, through Nicole's mother. She reached out to St. Brendan, which is right kind of down the street uh, from Northside Forsyth, and we had all of St. Brendan praying. Uh, Gary and Jennifer go to St. Bridget, so we reached out to St. Bridget, uh, and Father Griffith was, was able to come. He was more or less the, uh, the, 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 the priest that was able to get there the quickest. So Father Griffith was able to come, and right away St. Bridget was, uh, was praying for, for Gary and Jennifer. Um, so Jennifer, what was it like in that room as you were praying? You know, can I, let me just jump in here real quick. And I, I just want to say, as I'm listening to this, I think some other people here at the Quest knew this story ahead of time. This is the first I'm hearing it. And I see Gary sitting right across the counter from me. But as you're telling the story, I'm my eyes are welling up. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Um, right, and, you don't survive 52 yeah. oxygen yeah yeah and and gary i don't i'm kind of watching your face as this story is being told and i i i, I just want to know what kind of what's going through your mind as you're hearing this i mean you've probably heard it before but you know well um during this whole process i was like jennifer said was out in coma so i don't really remember it um every time my wife tells me the story, I, there's a new detail that pops out. Mm-hmm. And I'm just very, very grateful to everybody who prayed. Um, as you hear more, this is the the worst part, but it's also the best because of all the people who yeah. who are praying. And, and, and I firmly believe that without all the, the prayers of everybody, I wouldn't be sitting here. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely great. yeah I, and i just want to uh mention real quick here um that if if you listening are touched by this story and i don't know how you couldn't be uh it, it, or maybe you have another story that maybe relates to this maybe something similar happened to you uh this is the power of prayer pledge drive and uh on am 1160 the quest so you can give a call at 470-508-1160 or you can log on to the com and uh make a pledge or a donation that way Uh, we're gonna have to take a break here really soon we uh so um jennifer did you want to i interrupted you you were about to say something and uh do you want to do that now or do you want to wait till after the break or um i just want to encourage everyone to call um if if you're planning to call but also i just i cannot thank everyone enough um we're trying to tell as much of the story as we can, but no matter what we leave out, I don't want to leave out the fact that every day Gary's a walking miracle. Um, and I don't know if we'll get into all the details, but um, just just continue to pray after our hour is over. And if you haven't heard the story, um, you know, someday Gary will have all the details. <laughs> um but thank you all so much for for praying for everything. I didn't get a chance to really mention my family, um, but um, I have a great family, and, um, and that includes Gary's mom and dad. We haven't really thanked them, um, and especially uh, for everything they went through with all of this, because this is their baby. And um, as a parent, I can't I can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. So. Um, 
please continue to pray for them. They are guiding lights for for Jeffrey's family, for our family, for Randy's family, for Casey's family. My, you know, family loves uh, Gary's family as well. And so just keep praying. Okay, great. Well, we'll take a little break here. We'll be back to hear more of this story in just a little bit. You're listening to AM 1160, The Quest, and this is our spring pledge drive, where the theme is the power of prayer. Keep listening for more stories of inspiration and hope through the power of prayer. After hearing these stories, if you're moved to donate, please call 470-508-1160. Go to our app or go to thequestatlanta.com. Remember, The Quest is 100% listener-supported, and we rely on donations from people like you to stay on the air. We'll be back to the Power of Prayer Pledge Drive shortly on AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. That's the power of prayer. Hello, I'm Marissa Pereira from St. Jude's Parish in Atlanta. You're listening to AM 1160 The Quest, WCFO East Point, covering all of Metro Atlanta and beyond. Listen on air or online at thequestatlanta.com any time of the day. Come, join the quest and embrace your journey. The Vatican Exposition of Sacred Relics includes relics of the Saints Joseph, John the Baptist, and Mary Magdalene, pieces of the wood of the True Cross, and over a hundred more. It's one night, March 31st, at All Saints Parish, Atlanta. Find out more at thequestatlanta.com. Let us offer a prayer of thanksgiving for Father Jack Knight, a priest serving in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. Eternal God, we thank you for the blessings of Father Knight, who represents you on this earth. Make him more greatly aware of the grace that you pour out through him as he ministers the sacraments and help him to fall more deeply in love with you after each and every Mass that is celebrated. Please strengthen him so that he may lovingly and courageously shepherd your flock. May we support Father Knight in the Archdiocese of Atlanta by offering him kind words, deeds, and assistance. We thank you, God, for the gift of Father Jack Knight. Allow him to remain an example of your truth and a guide to all those he is entrusted to serve. We ask these things of you, our Lord, our eternal priest. Amen. The Power of Prayer Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest. Make your pledge or donation by calling 470-508-1160 on our app or go to thequestatlanta.com. Now back to The Power of Prayer on AM 1160, The Quest. Your Atlanta Catholic Radio. That's the power of prayer. That's the power of prayer. And we are back. I'm Dave Savage, the Programming and Production Manager here at AM 1160, The Quest. And uh, we've been having a, a, a powerful story of the power of prayer uh, from the uh, Grebner family. And uh, I, I, I'll just, real quick, I just want to uh, give a shout out to Mary from Atlanta. Thank you for your donation and uh, all the people who have donated as well. And uh, uh, were, were we going to mention about the goal 
Yes, we are. We have a goal of 5,000 this hour. Uh-huh. If, uh, That's a lofty goal. Yes, it is lofty. We might have some... Uh, well, we'll we'll come back to that as we get towards the end of the hour, but uh, we're running behind, so let's have a uh, let's have a big second half here. Yeah, yeah. We go. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna work for this. Yeah. So okay. So um, and then Jeff, did you want to? Uh, when we were talking during the break here, you said there's still a lot more of the story to be unfolded here, huh? Yes. Well, Jennifer, um, we're at the point where Jennifer was praying in the room with Gary, and then um, then. Gary gets moved to the ICU. Yep. So it's important to mention here that when Gary was in the ER, they told us that we needed to pray that they couldn't, they could not see Gary surviving the trip from the first floor in the ER to the fourth floor, which is where the ICU was. Wow. Um, so, Again, um, honest, honest to God, it it really is prayer um, that that I believe saved his life. Um, and at that time, you know, when we did get up to the ICU, the chaplain from Northside Forsyth joined us, and she allowed us to go up to the waiting room, and we started to pray the rosary. Um, and again, to be honest, I fell apart in the middle of the rosary. I just, I, I could not, I could not be still. Um, I could not uh, just say the prayers. Um, I, there were so many things that I didn't know and what was going to happen. And um, the chaplain uh, at Northside Forsyth shared with me that worrying is suffering at least twice and she reminded me that i we had to trust god and we had to trust the prayers and we had to trust the doctors that they were going to do everything that they could for him um so again prayer 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 um it right. just it repeats itself over and over again and at this point i think we're all reaching out to family and friends i was reaching out to my family out in california to pray um all the um, Nicole and all her friends, um, we were asking for prayers from them, actually with them and also with my family and also Jeffrey's family that day or, uh, you know, later that day we started a novena to pray for Gary. So we were all um, just storming heaven. And there were so many other people that were doing that too, you know, all our f friends, um, all our different communities. And at this point, I think uh, the priest came from St. Bridget. Yeah, so I came um, up into the waiting room, uh, you know, maybe just a few minutes after uh, Jennifer was trying to get through the rosary. Um, and Father Griffith came and, and was able to, to be with us for a few moments. Unfortunately, he was not able to get in. They wouldn't let him back there in order to, to administer the sacraments. Uh, but nevertheless, we, we continue to pray, continue to pray hard. As you can imagine, there are a lot of ups and downs uh, with Gary's condition, especially right at the very beginning. And so the next uh, day or two or three were, were really, uh, really difficult. Uh, he was able to make it through the night, and so we were extremely encouraged uh, just by that. Um, actually, the, uh, the doctor um, told another, uh, another doctor at the hospital, we found this out later, that he would have he bet his medical license that Gary would not have made it through the night. And so it is a testimony absolutely to all the prayers of this Atlanta community 
um, who all came together. Um, throughout the next few days, we had all of Gary and Jennifer's Chirp brothers and sisters uh, praying praying for them. Um, the Knights of Columbus were doing Zoom rosaries. Uh, I think Holy Redeemer and uh, their daughter Caitlin's class was was uh, offering up their rosaries, uh, all for Gary. Um, we had people from Christ the King reaching out to me, people that I that, that I had no idea even knew about it. They were reaching out to me saying they were, they were praying. Um, had some old friends from high school uh, from St. Pius reach out to me. Uh, there was a GoFundMe page that was started to, to help Gary. And honestly, I was looking through that, and I'm, I was I was – pretty sure that gary was leading a double life because i didn't i didn't know any of the names gary's uh friends from i think childhood from uh diabetes camp way back in the day and in college uh up in pennsylvania and they were all there praying and, and supporting gary um and they continued to ask jennifer you know what do you need what can we do and and it was just prayers and uh and, and finally so that was the, so monday's when he went in and, and finally we were able to get um on thursday uh, we were able to reach out to to Father Tron of the Regina Chaley Academy community, and and he was able to come on Thursday, and they were they allowed him in to administer uh, the sacraments to Gary, um, and that was so so important for us uh, to be able to to give him um, the anointing of the sick. Yeah, I, and I I just want to jump in here because you were saying that the uh, the one doctor was saying that he would bet his medical license that he wouldn't have survived through the night. And I, I have a brother and a sister that are both RNs, and they've said that that they've seen that countless times where you can't explain the science of of why this person survived, and you can't explain it other than the power of prayer. I just want to jump in here real quick and say if you are uh, moved by this story, and like I say, I don't know how you can't be, uh, give us a call and pledge uh, or make a donation to the quest at 470-508-1160 or you can log on to thequestatlanta.com or you can do it right from your app get the quest atlanta app on your phone as well and we've got uh, a matching gift uh this hour so if you donate ten dollars it becomes 20 if you donate a hundred dollars it's a two hundred dollar donation so do that and and uh we want to get uh, we want to get as much as we can this hour so um I'll uh, toss it back to, uh, and it looked like, Gary, you, you wanted to say something as your well, brother was speaking. Well, I'd, I'd be remiss to call out uh, my some of my uh, Chirp Christ Renews' parish, now known as Welcome uh, Brothers. They they really, during the whole Chirp process, we all became very close. Anyone who's gone through that, I would, um, would, would know that. And mm-hmm. if anyone's considering it, just... I would strongly consider it because it's a wonderful program. But uh, one of my brothers was a is he's um, he's a doctor with privileges at Northside Forsyth. Um, he actually works there, uh, Chris Hart, and um, he was a great comfort to to Jennifer being able to uh, translate Doctor E's into English um, and being able to help her understand what was happening and make uh medical decisions and and and, and all that so mm-hmm. i just wanted to make sure we 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 called them out specifically because jennifer didn't you tell me that they uh got together several nights at two in the morning um i didn't know anyone was ever awake at two in the morning <laughs> other than college students uh, me and 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 my wife yes <laughs> uh yeah but they got together on on 
on Zoom and and and, and prayed the rosary for me specifically. So so I, I I really need to point point that out. Yeah, and I think um uh I can't I can't say enough. Um but it was very interesting uh to learn that Deacon Leo, uh who I think will be talking um and sharing his thoughts during the during the drive, um he and his wife were actually in Italy and they heard that Gary was sick and they stopped in every single church during their time away in Europe and they either lit a candle where they could light a candle or they specifically said a prayer for Gary in every church in Italy that they wow. um, came upon. And three days or two days after Gary was in the hospital, because, you know, I I have um, I have a great work team. And when Gary got sick, I, I was like, guys, I'm off. I got to go. Um, I didn't know anything. I didn't know what it was going to look like. And I found out that there was a 5,000-person um, church service in Germany where they literally were praying. There were 5,000 people on their knees praying for Gary in Germany. Wow. And our friends um, had friends praying for us all over Europe, in India. It didn't matter what church they went to um but the just the power of the prayer um Mm -hmm. no you know god god definitely had his hand and he i you know i i can't thank um everyone enough because god knows if it was up to me it it would have been it would have been a different ending i'll Mm -hmm. say that so clearly gary had people praying for him from coast to coast here and all over the world really um and obviously that those intercessory prayers are very powerful but also just talking about the power of the sacraments like jeffrey said um father tron came um he's the chaplain at regina chile he's also at saint monica's and he was able to i think with the help of the chaplain able to get in to the room which is amazing um, because the restrictions are so tight. So he was actually able to get into the room and anoint Gary, um, anoint him with holy oil, with uh, do anointing the sick, sick, and that. Um, and there were after that, and we have a beautiful picture of Father Tron giving Gary the sacraments. And um, after that, there was definitely. While there were still ups and downs, there was some improvement. And, I mean, every day that he survived was a a little miracle. Um, A few days later, we asked um, Father Michael if he wouldn't mind coming out and and praying at the hospital as well. Father Michael Bremer, who's at um, St. Pius. And he went out of his way and how right wasn't it? he, he had drove- been on a, yeah he had been on a retreat over the weekend and he drove 120 miles to the hospital to see Gary and to pray over him and um they wouldn't allow him in and um we turned the lemons into special lemonade because Caitlin and I were both able to go to confession and <laughs> Right. If you know Father Bremer, he has a gift with confession. <laughs> and I was so angry. Like, Gary had done everything right, and we had followed all the protocols, and um, we, I knew people were praying, but to be honest, it was still very touch and go, and we just didn't know. 
And Father Michael was able to like really give me a piece about, you know, it's okay to be upset, but use it in a way. And um, he reminded me of Romans 5, 3 through 5. Um, and I won't read it, but um, if you are struggling or suffering, I would highly recommend Romans 5, 3 through 5. It's a great reminder that it, it can all be used for good. So. Right. And you said that Father Bremer said, you know, if, if God is going to take Gary, it's going to be okay. And if he's not, then, you know, he has, he's going to continue using him. He has more to be done here. And um, I wanted to point that out because it kind of goes into what Gary's experience was when he came out of his coma, which we'll get to in a little bit. So just to make a point, Jamie, I think it's wonderful. And I think one of the things God has sent me down here was to get you all to donate to thequestatlanta.com. Call in 470-508-1160. And let, let's, let's use up this match and, uh, you know, keep calling in, please. That one one of the many reasons that you're here. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, so I, and that is an important one as well. Uh, so, so for the next twenty days, Gary was intubated and in a coma, and there were, um, like we've been saying, there was a lot of ups and downs, a lot of emotional um, t- times, uh, you know, spiritual ups and downs, and uh, but we, you know, the family, especially Jennifer and Caitlin and. Um, Sue and Gary, um, Gary's parents were were really carried on by the faith community, the Catholic community, the um, the Knights of Columbus, the you know Saint Bridget community, all uh, Saint Bridget, uh, Holy Redeemer, just lots of support. And um, I think you know Jennifer has talked about in the past that there are times where Gary coded three times, which means that they thought you know. He, he wasn't going to, again, he wasn't going to make it. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like it was a gradual getting better every day. There were lots of ups and downs, and we needed the continued prayers. And that's what people were giving. Con- every, you know, they were still praying um, 20 days in, and and he needed that. Yeah, then at this point, um, you know, there's there's a lot of concern with, you know, how Gary is going to be if he does get off the ventilator um, with his oxygen being in the 50s. There is a uh, serious concern for some some potential brain damage, or uh, you know, damage due to the uh, due to the tubes, you know, uh, in terms of breathing. And um, so, Gary, I think your last memory was going into the hospital. What was your first memory uh, coming out? Because you were in a coma this entire time. Well, my my last memory was um, was a good one. Well, was getting ready to go in the car um, to go to the hospital, and. Fortunately, my last meal, in order to get a diabetic's blood sugar up, you have to eat something sweet, and I have a bad sweet tooth. Um, so I, so, I, so my last memory was um, eating something nice. <laughs> and uh, but, but my ne- my next, my very next memory, and and you gotta remember, I was, we expected to go to the hospital. I'd get a breathing treatment. I might stay overnight, uh, and then I'd be released. Um, but my next memory was being rolled down and. Uh, on one of those hospital beds and having the nurses and everybody uh, clapping and cheering and me wondering what, what the heck just happened. Um, Pass the Kleenex, please. Yes. <laughs> he was, uh, Gary was on his way to a long-term acute care facility uh, in Athens. They were, uh, they were moving him. Um, he was 
I mean, he improved enough that they, well, they kind of had to get him off, uh, into, off the intubation and get a trach on him. Otherwise, he could have long-term damage, and he, they still were concerned that he, were, he would. So they, they did finally were able to do the surgery, and that was miraculous, too, that he did the surgery, ha- got the trach put in. He almost didn't survive that, and then he survives that. Now, he still can't you know, talk or, I mean, I, remember yeah, he so- spent his birthday and Caitlin's birthday in the hospital intubated, but they, he was coming, we thought he was coming out of the coma a little bit because I remember singing Ave Maria to him for his birthday on FaceTime and he moved his head and I, and I thought I was so moved by, oh, he's, he hears me. But of course I asked Gary now and he doesn't remember any of it. <laughs> Right. We decorated his room. We thought he was going to wake up. You know, it was one of those like he was making a step forward. And then the hard part was he would take a couple steps back. And um, yeah, we just it was a lot. Um, it was a lot to watch him go through. And it was really uh, nerve wracking when when he woke up because he woke up with all of these strangers. Everybody's in like these like it looks like we're going into like a warfare area you know everybody's wearing masks with goggles and gloves and you can barely see people's eyes and here he wakes up and he's got tubes and uh he's got the trach and he can't talk and he can't communicate and um i will you know we prayed a lot with him we prayed a lot over him jeffrey brought a special jeffrey brought a special statue into the room and the Catholic um, nurses, they would say a prayer over Gary. And when I couldn't be in the room or Gary's mom or dad couldn't be in the room, um, they would FaceTime with us. And even at night when I couldn't sleep, um, because sometimes there were, you know, night shift updates and stuff. So I, I wasn't sleeping. I would try and pray when I could get my mind quiet. But the nurses, they were like, we have you. We are we are watching over Gary. Um, the nurses would fight over who could take care of him. They just they wanted to be a part of his recovery. And um, even after he left, and I'm jumping ahead. I'm sorry, but when we went to see Doctor Volner Pauly, who was his pulmonologist in the hospital, he started to cry when he saw Gary, and um, he told him that he was a miracle that he. He doesn't know how he survived, but that he he prayed that God would just continue to bless him and that he really wanted Gary to go and see all the nurses because at that time, um, the hospital was not a happy place. There were lots of people that were dying and um, the nurses were really tired and they would pray together, um, which... Gosh, I, I didn't even know. I, I th- My experience is that nurses were able to kind of compartmentalize, but uh, they fell in love with, with us and we fell in love with them. And the fact that they would pray for him on their days off, um, they would share with us. It was it was amazing. The story is amazing. Uh, it, it, I'm Like I said, I'm seeing you sit right across from me right now, but I'm just I'm on the edge of my seat like, oh, my gosh, how does this oh and if you're moved by this and and as i'm looking at this a lot of people are moved by it uh suzanne and rob from uh Hushton have uh called in to donate thank you. uh diane from uh, uh st james new york wow thank you so i think much, we have diane. a st james new york connection in this room 
Um, also, uh, Robin from Roswell, uh, George Ann from Johns Creek. Uh, we also got uh, Christine from Los Angeles has made a donation. Thanks, Christine. And and, uh, and Peggy from... So a lot of people are moved by this story, and I don't see how you couldn't be. And if you are uh, moved by this, uh, please support our pledge drive, The Power of Prayer, uh, by calling 470-508-1160. You can log on to thequestatlanta.com or do it from the app on your phone. Make sure it's the Quest Atlanta app um and so our we're kind of getting close to the top of the hour here but is there more to this story well you have to hear what gary's experience was while he was in the coma because when he came out he had something to say well wait a minute so gary had so you you said you didn't remember anything but you had an experience though that yes i had i had an experience i didn't remember anything of the doctors going in and giving me the uh the good drugs the expensive drugs um that kept me all knocked out, but the only way I would describe it would be probably some visions, communications from on high, um, and it was very, very interesting. Um, the 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 first one, the most vivid to me, uh, is is that I was sitting in a uh, room. It was sort of a entrance area, if you imagine one of those. 1960s soviet built ugly square concrete buildings Mm -hmm. uh the entrance and i was laying down there and i had uh the medical mittens on my hands so i so you couldn't get up i couldn't do anything i was just sort of in a prone position and every so often someone would walk by and i'd try to yell at them and say hey i'm not supposed to be here you know get me out and i was just stuck um, and, and it was just something that I was just not, um, I was waiting for something to happen. Um, I well, you described it almost as purgatory. Which yes. Well, that, that's what I was going to ask. What, 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 what do you think it was? What, uh, I, I think it was either, either a vision into purgatory or the, the waiting room for purgatory. Mm-hmm. Um, I, because you said you had the chains on you, right? Yes, you I had, I had like chains and my hands were. And my body was restrained. I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. All I could do was sit and wait and pray. Um, and and finally, I, it got so bad. It was like it 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 felt like a, a hospital area. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, "Look, you're you're you've kidnapped me. You've done something." I was screaming and raging. You let me out. I'm not going to pay. I'm not going to do. Um, let me out. Um, and that, that was something that was just, it's very, and I would never want anyone or me to have to go back to that because it, it was just a very, you're, you're completely out of any control in, in that situation. Yeah. And what I want to ask now, you, you said, um, uh, Jamie, that, that he coded a few times. Now, what, what does that mean the, like a, a flatline kind of thing or? Well, Jennifer, I mean, you were there when they told you this. Yeah, so there were three times that Gary coded. Um, when they tried to remove the intubation, um, his heart rate spiked really, really high, and they couldn't get it down. Um, and they needed to take some special intervention. And when they took the special intervention, then his heart stopped. 
that was the first time, but that's that's generally what it means. Well, and the reason I asked that question though is because, I, so you say his heart stopped, and I'm just wondering if if that moment had anything to do with what your experience was. If if those two things kind of it 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 very well maybe I mm-hmm. wasn't I didn't have an out of body experience and right. see, feeling that and feeling and then seeing I I can't really line up the the, the two. When the vision was occurring and when the uh, the coding was occurring too, but um, I wouldn't when would not have been sca- I would not be surprised if if they did line up. Right. Well, and you also said that. Um, I mean, Gary shared a lot of this when he came out of the coma. Actually, one of the first things he asked for when he could talk, so that when they capped the trach, he could finally talk. Um, so he, he's now in Athens, Georgia at a long-term acute care center to help him, you know, recover. And we still don't know exactly what that's going to look like. And um, we had, I had a friend, Lisa, who had reached out to a priest, Father Kaur, who had been praying for a very long time. And uh, Father Kaur just happens to be in Athens at St. Joseph. And so as soon as Gary came out of the coma and had the trait cap, the first thing he asked for was confession. And we, I reached out to Father Core, and he came, right? Yes, he he, he came. Um, I was very the, the 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 whole experience getting out and and actually realizing once once I put two and two together and figuring out, oh, it's been not a day; it's been a month. Wow. Um, was it brought me much much closer to to God and, and my faith, and I really wanted. I'm not very I'm like like my wife I'm not very good Catholic I don't go to, I previously I hadn't gone to confession in about 2 years I think um but having Father Core come and talk and he had a very gentle way and um and being able to confess and and clean everything up as it were was was very very good yeah. for for me spiritually and, and it has helped out, helped my prayer life um how do you and, feel about confession now? <laughs> uh, I I think it's not as scary as as we make it out to be. Yeah. Um, but admitting that you screwed up is always a difficult thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what would you describe when you came? Um, when, after your confession, what what did you feel like after the confession? I was I was much more at peace, and and I felt much much closer to to God, and 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 prayer prayer took on a much more um meaningful uh, mm-hmm. look to this we uh we do have to wrap it up here is there anything like like really important that we really need to get out there uh as that's part of this story well, i think that you know part of the power of prayer uh gary with his whole story of coming out of the coma and having had this experience of what he feels like was purgatory is that god is using his suffering using it for good the whole time um and you know even when we're not able to you know, hand it over, offer it up, he can still use that, you know, when we're faithful to him. And so all the prayers coming together were helping him, but he also was, you know, offering his suffering up. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, you know, it all points to the power of prayer in different ways, the sacraments, yeah. intercessory prayer, suffering, which can be, you know, offered up. Yeah, we had every basically every kind of prayer going on here right. <laughs> there and is some some side effects if you want to call it that um 
uh, Gary's mom started going to mass, and she's been going to mass, I think, every single day. She rarely missed mass when Gary was in the hospital, and um, she's kept it going. And awesome, it, you know, it's a part of her now. Like she's built that, mm-hmm. um, you know. Mm-hmm. And then also, we had family that hadn't been to church in years, um, and. Our family members, and I know some of our friends, actually went to church, and they started praying for Gary. And they see, you know, the fruits of all of the other prayers, and I think it really lit a fire under them. I, I hope it did. I know it did for us. but um, And who, that could have been the divine plan all along. You know? right. <laughs> and Well, and you both, I've heard your testimony of it increasing your own faith together as a couple, your prayer life as a couple. Um, and, you know, it's it's still ongoing, right? Because Gary's still recovering. Um, he's still going to uh, to physical therapy. I mean, he's it's amazing that he's alive. It's a miracle. All the doctors say that. But um, he's still recovering. So the prayers are still helping. And, um, you know, continue praying for the family um and you know we didn't say this earlier but gary does have ms so that kind of played also into the whole covid um you know the big the response to covid and so you know it's really is miraculous that he's here we we have to wrap it up right here uh fascinating story and i was touched by it uh thank you gary and jennifer for sharing that with us and uh jeff and jamie are going to stick around for another hour here and i just want to get in uh, real quick if you were moved by this story uh as as we all were uh 470-508-1160 is the number to call for either a pledge or a donation uh you can log on to thequestatlanta.com or uh you can get the quest atlanta app on your phone and we'll be back in just a bit am 1160 the quest wcfo east point your atlanta catholic radio Welcome to the Spring Pledge Drive, where our theme is the power of prayer. In this episode of Behind the Quest, we'll get to know one of our many volunteers. Now, the Quest is a non-commercial radio station, meaning we can't sell advertising the same way commercial stations generate revenue. We do get a fair number of corporate donors that we're very thankful for, but the majority of our operating expenses come from donations from people like you. As you listen to the Quest, you may not realize the types of expenses that go into just keeping a radio station on the air. But let's talk with Carol, one of our many volunteers. Yeah, I'm Carol Tearsmith, and I've been around at the Quest since the very beginning with a lot of other people. Well, it all started in adoration. One morning in adoration, about six years ago, I heard, Feed my poor. Feed my poor. Feed my poor. Feed my poor. My poor. My poor. And I knew God was trying to say something to me, but I had no idea what it meant. And it took me over two years to discern what it was. But after many trips to the Adoration Chapel and many prayers, God made it really clear to me. And the quest was born, but not without its challenges. Yeah, I think the biggest challenge is really learning to trust God. You know, God along this journey uh, has provided every step of the way. He's provided the person that's needed for every single task. 
but what's really been required is just to have faith that he's got this project and to get out of the way and to be open-minded when somebody walks through the door. What is God asking that person to do? And of course, another big challenge is monetary. The good news is the single biggest cost of the radio station is to purchase the FCC license and the tower site, the land that's built on it. And praise be to God, we uh, paid off our loan back in November. So what we have on an ongoing basis are our operating expenses. And the largest category of those expenses are our salary expenses. But because we have so many volunteers, we really only have basically two full-time people that are employees and one part-time employee. The uh, single biggest ongoing expense is our utility bill. We have a 50,000-watt station, and our monthly utility bill is $3,000. So on an annual basis, just to power the station, it's $36,000. Our rent is about $12,000 a year. And because we share space with Carmel Communications, it's much cheaper than it would be if we didn't have that shared expense with them. Wow, thank you, Carol. I think you shed a lot of light on some of the hard costs that nobody really thinks about when it comes to running a radio station. Any last thoughts? God calls all of us to evangelize. We've heard about the new evangelization. And when we all get the opportunity to meet God at the end of our life, God wants us to bring people with us. And so the quest is a great opportunity to fulfill your obligation to evangelize, whether it's volunteering here in numerous capacities or if it's donating. As sharing a part of your treasure with the quest, we're able to bring souls to Christ. You can hear on the radio, we hear amazing testimonies of people whose lives have been changed. If we can invite people to listen to the quest, then their lives will be changed and drawn closer to Christ. And that's what our whole mission is all about, to help fill the seats in heaven. Thank you, Carol, for sharing your story for this episode of Behind the Quest. Be sure to call in with your donation at 470-508-1160, or you can do it online at thequestatlanta.com, or right from your phone. Download the Quest Atlanta app to make your donation today. And now back to the Pledge Drive with our theme, The Power of Prayer. That's the power. 